Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So we look forward to the challenge of playing uh, the Packers. We, we know they're a good football team. Matt's done a nice job with that, with that crew and, I guess, uh, a good Raiders football team. So, um, and then Mike Patton uh, has that Bob Sutton connection there. And so um, he's doing a good job with, uh, with their defense. And um, so between the two of them, that, uh, they're, they're playing good football. Anyways, with that, time's yours. That's Andy Reid, head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the Wendy's Big Show. 105.7 FM, The Fan. So I know yesterday you were saying this. I'm just going to ask you every day and see if you get off of this stance. Do you still think Patrick Mahomes will play Sunday night against the Packers? Are you still on that stance like you were yesterday? Putting it at like a 55, 60% chance he plays, yeah. You think it's a coin flip? Yeah, I think it's pretty close to to a coin flip, yeah. Gary, you think it's that close? No. Dude, watch Brett Favre play way too long. Well, he's yeah, going to do be, anything he can to play. Be a Brit Favre it moment. would be Farvesque, yeah, and he's got a coach that would he's let him do it. Reigning MVP, you put him back there in the shotgun, three step drop, two step drop. That arm, he could play from his knees. Great Lakes Dragway pick a lane <laughs> goes on hold for just one second because it's Mike Clemens brought to you by Potawatomi PaysBig.com here on the Wendy's Big Show. Hello, Mike. I don't think uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to play quarterback because today. The Chiefs brought in Pat Shermer's kid, Kyle Shermer. Oh, that's a great decision. They, they moved him up from the practice squad, so they've got two quarterbacks. It'll be Matt Moore and Kyle Shermer. Um, you know, when it comes to a dislocated knee, actually there's a guy I talked to that had that, and that was Jason Spriggs, the former tackle. He's actually technically on injured reserve for the backers. Mm-hmm. He had that happen a couple years ago, and we were shocked because we thought that he had blown out his knee when he got carted off the field. And he said, no, it was dislocated kneecap, and actually they were able to put it in place, and it took me about six or seven weeks, but he was able to avoid surgery. We thought that he wouldn't be back uh, after that. Uh, you know, it's amazing that Patrick Mahomes walked off the field after they put his kneecap back where it's supposed to be. And then he was in the locker room wearing a brace when the team celebrated, you know, rolling over the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Matt Moore, this is a guy, remember he... He was with the. They thought he might be the next uh, quarterback for the Panthers. He's the same age as Rodgers. Um, and then they had Jimmy Clausen out there, and then eventually they got Cam Newton. Um, he was the backup for the Dolphins. And when Cutler went down, he actually they started winning games with Cutler on the sidelines. Uh, then he quit football. He was out of football after 2017. He was out last year. He scouted for the Dolphins for a little while. Was coaching some high school football. And uh, when another one of their quarterbacks got hurt in camp, uh, Chad Henney, uh, the Chiefs called him in. So Matt Moore's only been with the Chiefs since the last week of August. And that's why it was pretty amazing the job he did just picked up right where they left off in that game against the Broncos to run the offense, throw a couple of touchdowns. And you know now he's got more of a crash course as he gets ready to take on the Packers uh, this coming Sunday night. Hey, these, uh, these trades today, when I first heard Mohamed Sanu to Patriots for for second round, like, oh, 
That's you know, that's just that's a classic Belichick Patriots move. They they just roll over the Jets, and the next morning he gets himself another wide receiver, a guy that's got another year left on his deal. Besides this year, that's what made that deal big. And and the thing is that Sanu was not the number two guy the last year or two with the changing of offensive coordinators like it had been in the past. Maybe he kind of wanted out. And, of course, you know, Atlanta's turned into a surprising dumpster fire. Um, and then people are saying, wow, well, maybe Green Bay could get Julio Jones. And, to, and, you know, Gary can attest to this. Julio Jones is the number one guy for the Falcons franchise. He's the guy that they put on the, on the media guide. I don't see Arthur Blank ever giving that guy up. That, you know, I would compare it to, you know, back in the day in Green Bay, okay, we'll trade Greg Jennings, but we want Donald Driver to retire as a Packer. It's just that, that kind of a feeling. I don't think Julio is going to leave, or, or Matt Ryan for that part, uh, for that much either. But I thought that was a pretty good deal, and how Belichick can just give up a second-round pick and uh, not worry about it because you know he's already got the, the best team in football right now, and he just made him better with another uh, another guy like that. I don't see Gutekunst making a deal like that because you know your second round pick right now is starting at left guard, mm-hmm. and you need a right tackle, man, next year. And that's what that's what they're going to use those draft picks for. They're they're already thinking about those kinds of needs next spring and it's going to be really hard to get those out of his hands and uh, and but then when you hear Kyle Shanahan and how about John Lynch man going from safety to the TV booth to GM and having the best team in the NFC pretty incredible when i in in, in august i watched the uh, 49ers and Garoppolo was all over the field and i mean to look confused but their defense was tough their secondary was crazy one of their guys got ejected in this preseason game for a helmet hit and the secondary responded by everybody was taking shots. I mean, they are a nasty bunch. They got a tough defensive coordinator. And now, I, you know, I didn't have a, in September, I didn't know who was the team to beat in the NFC like I felt a year ago after being with Sean McVay at Combine and watching who the Rams, how they build up their team. I felt really good in September that the Rams could be the Cinderella team. And sure enough, they started off 6-0, you know, 7-0, 7-0, almost lost to the Packers, but then Sean McVay outcoached. Mike McCarthy in that game that we covered at the Coliseum. But right now, here we are in the middle of October, the, the 49ers are the team to beat, and now they get Emmanuel Sanders to have the you know, veteran leadership for their wide receivers. And they, they swapped fifth and fourth and fifth round picks, right? Yeah, they gave a third, and then they swapped the fourth and fifth round picks uh, uh, for, for Sanders. Yeah, that, that hurts. That hurts. But uh, let's talk about wide receiver for Green Bay let's for do a it. second. So. You come out of the Lions game, and you're down MVS with the knee and Geronimo with the chest injury and the concussion. So they bring in Ryan Grant from the Redskins, who had been released by the Raiders in September. I don't think – I wouldn't be surprised if, if these guys are healthy for another week or two, Ryan Grant gets cut. I mean, he was a spare tire that they picked up for nothing. He was sitting at home when they called him. They didn't get up a fifth-round pick. You know, or six-round pick like the Raiders would. You know, try and help themselves when they made that trade with the Bills last week for Zay Jones. Um, and I'll tell you, it's quite the motivator for MVS and his knee and Geronimo to get through the protocol. You know, when they bring in a guy on Wednesday, so now he's inactive. Ryan Grant is for the Raiders game, and instead they put in Dexter Williams uh, and make him active because why? You lost Trey Carson, your third best running back. When you put him on, he got picked up on waivers from the Lions. So now they've said, okay, eight weeks is enough. The rookie's got to be ready now and, and ready to go and active if we need a third running back out there. So, I mean, that's where Green Bay's at. I don't see them giving those high draft picks 
for anybody else between now and no. next week for you know some some disgruntled experienced wide receiver. Well, and Mike, it's pretty impressive too when when you get Aaron Rodgers. Now, obviously, the week that he had yesterday or on Sunday was incredible to be able to do that and have a perfect passer rating, first guy in Packer history to do it. And he was doing it with a guy that was picked in the fifth round and four undrafted free agents in in Kumaro, uh, Allison. You, you the list goes on and on with the other dudes that Lazard that you're going with and. They're now 3-0 and without Devontae Adams. When when he went out in that Philly game, you were looking around like, how are they going to move the football? Because once you got into the red zone, you couldn't score points. Right, I know. And Aaron was asked that, hey, man, you're 3-0 and without Devontae Adams. Yeah, I can promise you we need him. And we're a better offense with 17 on the field. We've just been spreading it out a little bit more, and guys been stepping up. You know, I think it's given everybody a chance to see the talent that we have with Jake Kumaro and Alan Lazard, you know, guys who don't get a lot of playing time when, you know, our first three are healthy. Those guys are talented players. They can really play. Now, that's good that he gets to get his boy Jake Kumaro a little bit of love in there. But what about Geronimo Allison getting himself back into the mix? Well, you know, the leading receiver on the team right now is Aaron Jones. He's got two more catches than Devontae does for the season. He's tied with Christian McCaffrey, Mike, for the most touchdowns in the in the league. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's crazy. Eight or so. So, uh, you know, Geronimo is the first wide receiver that Rodgers went to because he started off with Aaron Jones and hit throwing it to tight ends. And here's this guy coming off a concussion. He gets drilled over the middle, a 15-yard first down, and pops up and points. It's like, you know, six days, man, and I'm back from a concussion and here to play in this game. So I asked Geronimo, getting into week eight, do you think that, that, that the receiver core is finally comfortable in this Matt LaFleur offense? I wouldn't use the word comfortable. I would say in sync, definitely. I think collectively, offense just are scheme and kind of designed for everybody to be successful. When you have those stud guys like Devontae and, um, and other offenses, it's only right to kind of feed them and let them get into their mode. And then everybody else, you know, you take what you get. And when you your time and your number is called, you make your plays. That's how collectively the whole team is successful, when guys are just doing what they're supposed to do and kind of staying within their own shell. That guy is uh, in a situation where he's finally able to to play his kind of game. And, Mike, it, it feels like if he bounce a, bumps to the outside – that he would really be able to get back to where he, he would like to play and where he's more comfortable playing. Absolutely. And then on defense now, you gave up 484 yards to the Raiders' offense, even though they lost the game. They had three more yards total offense than the Packers did, who won the game, and Rodgers with his perfect quarterback rating. Um, why couldn't they stop Darren Waller? That's their leading receiver, and he already had four or five catches. I'm leaning over to Gary and said, this guy, look at him. He's running free in the secondary. Seven catches, two touchdowns, 126 yards. They put B.J. Goodson on him. I don't know why they put Adrian Amos on him. At some point, make the adjustment instead of Will Redmond. Just shut this guy down. And Jair Alexander, he didn't get much action because, first of all, you know they're hurting at wide receiver for the Raiders. So we asked Jair about this. And while we were talking to Jair Alexander about his coverage, in comes Charles Woodson. I get this tap on the shoulder. He pushes me aside, and he starts interviewing Jair Alexander. Here's what we talk um, about. Well, shoot, Waller's a really, he's a really good uh, deep threat, man. He, he's a good receiver, uh, tight end. Um, you know, we, ju- we just had a, a few blown coverages that we need to get cleaned up. I mean, that ball is fine to him, and, and you, I mean, you can't coach that. You know, that ball is fine to him. And I got me a shake right here shake. now. We'll get you a little, get you a little peanut butter and jelly or something. Uh, uh, What's in? Where, where's from the wise right now? Yes, sir. You're right. Yeah. I didn't see you get a whole lot of, a whole lot of action today. You know, in games, in games like that, 
how do you stay focused throughout the game? Because I've been there before, you out there, and you know, all of a sudden, no, nothing's happening on your side, and all of a sudden, they throw a ball over there, and you're like, dang, I, w- I wasn't quite prepared for it. How, how, do, how do you uh, work through that? Man, uh, I just I just try to stay focused. You know, I'm, I, I know that this is a passing league. I know that, you know, so I just try to stay locked in the whole game um, and just, and just you know, be patient, you know. A lot of my passes came from the slide on, on slant routes, just running away from my leverage. So, um, you know, I can just do my best to get that ball out, maybe uh, help myself with alignment too. That is great stuff. Charles Woodson, that was, I mean, that was the Charles Woodson game, Raiders against the Packers, Mike. And, and when you get to see Woody in that locker room, yeah, everybody else can step aside for a little bit. Good stuff, Mike. Thank you, Big Show. Appreciate it. That's Mike Clemens joining us. Courtesy of Potawatomi Hotel, Gaming, Casino, everything you want. It's at PaysBig.com, Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.